Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I am your host, and thank you for listening today. If this is the first time you're listening, uh, welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode, and it uh, prompts you to listen to other episodes. If you're a previous listener, of course, thank you for coming back for more. Uh, this particular intro is going to be for episode 28. Uh, this is going to be another political episode. I just uh, finished 27 a couple of weeks ago where I discussed Howard Schultz. Normally I switch up topics week to week, but uh, Senator Mitch McConnell does not disappoint with his clownishness. So I'm going to discuss that in this episode you're going to listen to right now. Uh, Before I get into that, a couple of things. One, I would listen to episode 10 if you haven't already done so before you listen to this episode. In that episode, I discuss polarization, which if you've listened to the show uh, for any length of time, you know that two things that I delve into as I discuss politics on this podcast is polarization and the other item being voter engagement. On episode 10, I discussed polarization as it related to the Supreme Court nomination process, specifically when they would not put forth Merritt Garland for consideration, who was Obama's nominee for the Supreme Court. If you were aware of that story, that nomination was made in the last year of his term. And Mitch McConnell, as a majority leader of the Senate, refused to even listen to the nomination. So it wasn't even a situation where they listened to the nomination and struck it down. They refused to even listen to it. And he made the ridiculous excuse that in an election year, a nomination should not be heard by a current sitting president because the people should decide via voting for whoever the next president is going to be who the next Supreme Court nominee should be uh, for the court. So, of course, I called bullshit on that, and it's political. He tried to cite some, this is a precedent or this has been done since however many decades and this is the quote unquote tradition of how this is done and in that episode if you listen to it in a nutshell i basically said a president is president for four years not for three years not for three and a half years so whether the president is a democrat or a republican they should be able to nominate whoever they want while they are president and that nomination should be heard by the senate they can always strike it down But that's essentially the basis of episode 10. So I highly recommend you listen to episode 10. You don't have to before you listen to this episode, uh, but I think it gives you some background on what I predicted would happen. Now, in this episode that you're going to hear now, um, what Mitch McConnell is doing is not exactly what I predicted. Uh, It's a little bit different. Uh, My take in episode 10 had to do with what would happen if the president was a Republican and the Senate was Democratic. And then they pulled the same nonsense with the Republicans still be about tradition and we don't uh, listen to nominations in the last year of a president's term. Uh, My answer to that, of course, is, of course, they would bitch about it, even though they did the same thing. But this is not exactly what happened here. But as you listen to the episode, I'll get into what Mitch McConnell said in an interview, because obviously we're not in 2020 yet. Uh, So I'm going to get into that uh, in episode 28. But before we do, if you want to email me. Uh, I look forward to any emails uh, regarding the show, whether it's to 
suggest ideas or you know give a critique uh, let me know uh the email is bend your ear podcast at gmail.com my social media accounts you can follow me on twitter that is at bend your ear pod you can also follow me on instagram uh, also at bend your ear pod the website is www.letmebendyourear.com. You can always get copies of the show there. Uh, if not, you, the show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. So you can get the show at any one of those and or at any other uh, pod catcher that you use on your phone or on your computer. I've also recently discovered that if you go to just Google, if you have none of those podcasting apps and you listen on your tablet or on your PC, if you have one or laptop, you can just type in, let me bend your ear podcast into the Google search and my podcast will come up and actually right there in the body of that search result will be the latest couple of episodes that you can literally play directly from Google, which was, of course, play from Google Podcasts. But if uh, you have no podcasting apps and you're just new into podcasting and don't know even how to get to find a podcast, that'd probably be the easiest way. Go right to Google, type in Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. You can start listening to the show pretty much immediately. Uh, but again, it's available in all those formats. And again, if you want to send me feedback, feel free to uh, hit me up on Twitter. Or like I said, you can email me directly at Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast at Gmail. Com. I hope you enjoy episode 28. Mitch McConnell. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. If one thing about him that I love is that he's annoyingly consistent. So why am I bringing up Mitch McConnell today and doing a second consecutive show on politics, which is usually not what I do. I've done consecutive shows on movies, but not on politics because I know of the polarizing nature of it. But if you listen to this show, you understand that I come at it at a different angle. I'm not a left-wing or right-wing pundit. I'm not a left-wing or right-wing commentator. I am a commentator on the nonsense that I see that directly impacts our government in a negative way. So, in a previous episode, I noted that Senator Mitch McConnell blocked the nomination of Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court, President Obama's nominee in the last year of his presidency, and cited the reasons of a tradition dating back to 1880 where a Supreme Court, a vacant Supreme Court seat was not filled in an election year to allow the voters to vote for the next president and have that next president pick the nominee. So a quote-unquote will of the people if you listen to Mitch McConnell's argument at the time in 2016. So Merrick Garland never even got a hearing. So fast forward to today, 2019, and our boy Mitch McConnell gives uh, a speech and basically has asked the question, if a Supreme Court vacancy happens in the year 2020, which will of course be the last year of Trump's, Trump's term, uh, unless he's reelected, would you, Mitch McConnell, fill that seat, even though in 2016 you said you would not fill a seat in an election year to give the people the chance to vote for the next president and have that president pick the nominee? And lo and behold, in a shocking turn of events, and I say that with the utmost sarcasm, he 
broke the news that, yes, he would indeed fill that spot. And he didn't even blink. Oh, we will fill that spot, that vacancy, with a nominee that President Trump will put up for review. Okay, so, doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out he's completely contradicting himself. Of course he is. And, are you, and I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, well, Mitch McConnell must have a great reason. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason that now that we have a Republican president, that he changes his mind. There's got to be a reason. Maybe there's something we're missing. Maybe he has a good reason that he would fill it in 2020 when he wouldn't fill it in 2016. There's got, he's been in the Senate a long time. There's got to be a good reason. Of course, there's not a good reason. His reason is, well, in 2016, we had a divided government. That meaning you had a Democratic president and a Republican majority Senate. Whereas in 2020, if a vacancy were to open up, it's not the same. It's a Republican president and a Republican Senate. So it's a united government. So in that scenario, he would be perfectly fine listening to a nominee presented by Donald Trump to possibly put on the Supreme Court. So there, there's a difference. There, of course, that's not the same thing. Of course, that would justify completely doing a 180 on what you said and the reasons you gave. Even though that's complete and utter nonsense and political garbage, Mitch McConnell, and bullshit. So, because it's a Republican president and a Republican Senate, it's different. How is it different? It will still be an election year. The people will still weigh in on the president going forward, whether Donald Trump is reelected or whether he's defeated. So why wouldn't you wait, Mitch McConnell, in 2020? Why wouldn't you get up and basically recycle the speech you made in 2016 and go, even though there's a Republican president and a Republican Senate, I'm going to listen to the will of the people as per tradition and make sure, because guess what? If Donald Trump is reelected, you would still get a conservative justice on the court. Oh, but you're not going to wait for the will of the people this time. Now, this time, the will of the people doesn't matter. So you're, you're, you're going to listen to it. And now when in 2016, a divided government and the will of the people mattered, now the will of the people doesn't matter because both parties are in charge of the Senate and the presidency. This is the height of nonsense. This is the height of nonsense. And this is what I am talking about as it relates to polarization. And people like Mitch McConnell fuel this polarization. It was funny. Um, I was listening to an interview yesterday on Fox News with Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart recently testified in front of Congress to continue funding for the Victims Relief Fund for first responders of 9-11. If you follow my post on Twitter and Instagram last week, I reposted the video of him emotionally testifying and shaming Congress regarding this issue. For the fact that every five years, first responders who 
went to the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil in the history of this country, went to try to save lives, to dig dead people out of the rubble. And for their trouble, they were given cancer and diseases from ground zero, but would do it again if you asked them to have to come hat in hand, to use John Stewart's words, begging for money every five years instead of having this be permanent so these people don't have to worry about getting treatment or some relief before they inevitably pass away due to their severe illnesses. And guess who John Stewart happened to mention in his testimony in front of the House and again in the interview with Fox News? Our boy, Mitch McConnell. What did Mitch McConnell do that John Stewart was annoyed about, even though he never mentioned Mitch McConnell by name, not at the, in the congress, congressional testimony, but in the interview? Oh, what did he do? He used the victim's funds twice at the last minute before it was ratified as a quote-unquote political football, again, to use John Stewart's words, to get something else that he wanted. So he used 9-11 deathly ill first responders getting funding as leverage to get something that he wanted. Yeah, this guy's a piece of work. So this is who Mitch McConnell is. As I said in previous podcasts, is there wheeling and dealing that happens in Congress every day? Yes. Is wheeling and dealing a necessary evil to get things accomplished in Congress? Yes, but there's wheeling and dealing and then there's shit like this. Like you don't wheel and deal funding for first responders of September 11th. Like I think everyone with any shred of decency could all agree no matter what political party you're affiliated with that that's disgusting. It's disgusting. And but I bring this up just to show you Mitch McConnell is consistent. He will use any political means at his disposal. He will switch back and forth positions blatantly, obviously, due to political reasons. And that's a shitty thing to do in the ways that he does it. There's ways to do it that honor the tradition of democracy and and compromise and giving and taking to get the bigger things done. And then there's this shit, this nonsense of one, potentially denying first responders and making them have to come down to Congress. A lot of these people deathly ill to beg to get funding when that should be an automatic yes. And back to the Supreme Court, one of the most important decisions any president has to make, and you basically hamstring a president because he happens to be of a different party? What do you think is going to happen when it is a Democratic Congress and a Republican president? The same garbage is going to happen because you set this precedent. As I stated in that previous episode, you set a terrible precedent. And before the precedent even gets to be set, your ass comes out and says, oh, by the way, now that we have a Republican president, like I've always wanted anyway, I'm going to completely contradict what I said a mere three years previous. You have got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me right now. 
But no, not kidding. It's pretty serious. And this is how the dysfunction of Washington works. And this is why, again, not a stump for Donald Trump, but this is why Donald Trump wins the presidency. And this is why he might as that he might even get reelected because the one elemental truth that he has hit, that is hit for a lot of people that is actually true. He calls Washington a swamp and people are like, oh, whatever. This is swamp behavior. Denying funds for 9-11 responders and monkeying around with the president's right to pick a nominee for the Supreme Court. Again, let me remind everybody when Obama was president, he picked a nominee. You don't have to confirm him, Senate, but you do have to listen. You could have listened and turned it down. And people still would have said it was probably political, but guess what? I would have no opinion on it because you let him go through the proper hearing and he was not confirmed. I would have said nothing about that because that's the process. But you subverted the process by saying, oh, we're not even going to let him come up. So you subverted the process to short circuit a legitimate hearing of a legitimate nominee. But why would you give a shit? Because by the time it comes back around to a Democratic Senate and a Republican president and they're going to short circuit that president, you don't care because you won't be there. Well, who knows? Maybe you will be there. Since you've been in the Senate for 400 years, maybe you will be there. So then maybe you'll see what your stupid president has wrath on the American people. Again, because of politics and polarization. Instead of letting the process work itself like it should, you short-circuited it and subverted it. And now have the, ten, have the temerity now to say three years after that, that you're going to let a nominee go through because it's a different party. You've got to be kidding me right now. But again, par for the course. And every incident you see of this in the Congress, all you people, let me give you people advice that don't like Donald Trump that think he's a terrible president, that think he's awful. Let me tell you something. Every incident like this, and this is, a, this is even a person of the same party. So Mitch McConnell is a Republican just like Donald Trump. But the part that people miss is, remember, a lot of Republicans don't like Mitch McConnell. Those same Republicans like Donald Trump. Why? Because Donald Trump was a disruptor. Like him or hate him, that's what he is. And when I mean disruptor, I mean disruptor of the Democrats and the Republicans. So understand, when Mitch McConnell pulls shit like this, when you see things and shenanigans from both parties, all they're doing is confirming what Donald Trump tweets at people, talks about to people, and talks about to his base. And make no mistake about it. If you think that Donald Trump does not have a chance to be reelected, you learned nothing from 2016. You've learned nothing. But forget about that. I could care less if Donald Trump gets reelected or not. My, what I care about is the functioning of our democracy in a way that is helpful to the American people, whether it's a Democratic president or a Republican president. And when each party subverts that process, and throws a wrench into the machine, 
it gets broken. That's where my concern lies. My concern lies that a president's term when it comes to the Supreme Court is going to now be what, three years and not four? So he's allowed to nominate someone in years one through three, but not allowed to nominate someone in year four? What the hell is that? The president is the president for four years. Not three years, not three years in a month, not three years in six months. Four freaking years. He should be able to do whatever he needs to do for four freaking years. This is ridiculous. And Mitch McConnell, at least I'll give him credit. At least he was honest about his hypocrisy. At least he didn't give the standard political answer. Well, oh, we will see what happens. No, he straight up said, oh, I'm going to completely contradict what I said. So I will give him credit for that. At least he was bold enough to let us know what a freaking hypocrite he is. And I'm glad people are calling him out on it. Chuck Schumer said, hypocrisy. He's right. He's a hypocrite. And this is political garbage at its worst. And what I predicted in episode 10 didn't come to fruition because Mitch McConnell himself came up with another way to contradict himself before that scenario happened with a different president, with a Democratic president. Or excuse me, with a, yeah, with a Democratic president or excuse me, Republican president and a Democratic Senate. So we didn't even get to that point. He's already going to subvert it again by saying, oh, yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna ignore the will of the people. Like I said, I would pay attention to in 2016, but I'm going to ignore them now because there's the, both parties run Senate and presidency. That is horseshit. And to the people that listen to this podcast that vote Listen to this. And if you listen to this podcast where Mitch McConnell was a senator in Kentucky, or vote this guy out. And not because he's a Republican. Vote a different Republican in. This is foolishness. This is where I'm talking about the voter engagement piece of my, of, of my philosophy as I put it out on this podcast. This is where the voters need to step in and disrupt. When you see your representatives hindering the process of government in such a meaningful way, you need to vote them out. Your congressman, senator, or president should either be working to make things better or they're not. And if they're, forget about even not working to make things better. Some people make mistakes and there are honest mistakes that are made. But if you're gonna actively subvert the process, if your representative is gonna actively subvert the process, you need to get them out of there. Democrat, Republican, I don't care because both parties do it. You need to get them out. You need to get them out. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Uh, if you like this episode, please uh, share it on your social media. I would really appreciate that. Uh, I would also appreciate, uh, I didn't say it in the intro, if you listen on iTunes, please rate and review the show. Uh, if you can, I would love a five-star review. Uh, the reason that if you listen to this or any other podcast, whether it's an independent small one or a large well-known podcast, they're going to ask for that. And maybe you wonder, why are you asking for that? It's a hugely important tool in getting any podcast more exposure. So the more reviews I get for this show on iTunes or any, even any other platform you listen to, the higher the podcast goes up in search results. So if people are looking for uh, a podcast like mine that does sports, movies, and politics, it'll 
go up higher in the search, which of course would allow me to attract more listeners, which of course is the goal. The goal is to get as many listeners as I can. Um, as I stated, I enjoy doing this podcast. It's a, a source of great joy for me. Uh, but I want people to listen. So that's the best way you can do it. It costs you nothing. Uh, it'll take literally a couple of minutes of your time. So if you would do that, I would really appreciate it. And the second thing, like I said, uh, if you don't uh, rate and review on iTunes, share it on your social media. If you have Twitter or Instagram, say, hey, checked out this episode, enjoyed it, and share it with your with your followers. Believe me, that's a huge also a huge way to help as I scroll through Twitter I look through my Twitter every day uh, I'm looking at messages and news and the one of the most common things that I see when I look is podcast recommendations it's almost it's almost like you think some of them are fake but people say all the time more and more people are coming to podcasts and I see it all through my timeline hey need good podcast recommendations so if you Listen to this episode or any previous episode. Uh, and like I said, my podcast, I have three distinct topics, politics, sports, and movies. So most people like one of those three. So again, I don't expect you to listen to every episode. If you pick and choose the movie episodes, that's fantastic. If you pick and choose the sports ones, great. If you pick and choose the politics ones, that's great too. Or if you listen to all three. But my show offers three distinct different um topics for you to choose from. So if 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 one of them is your flavor, then share that. Say, hey, look. This guy talks about movies and I love it. You don't even have to mention the other stuff. And hopefully they'll come to the podcast via your recommendation. So again, that's hugely important to me. I would really appreciate it. Everyone that's done that so far, thank you. Uh, everyone that's downloaded the show, uh, thank you so much. Again, uh, I've just passed the year mark on the podcast and I'm super happy about that. Uh, I haven't uh, produced as many episodes as I would like, but hopefully I'm going to get back into the regular flow. Um, if you listen previously, I just had a, a newborn. So that's taken up the majority of my time, but hopefully I'm going to try to get to uh, ultimately once a week uh, in, in producing a new episode. So again, uh, you can find me on social media at Bend Your Ear Pod on Twitter, also at Bend Your Ear Pod on Instagram. The website is LetMeBendYourEar.com and information on the show is there and every show is uploaded to the website so you can download it directly from there or you can download it from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Castbox, and again if you have any comments about the show any questions for me uh, about politics sports and movies i'll be happy to answer them you can either ask them on twitter or the email for the show is bend your ear podcast at gmail.com again thank you for listening and i hope everyone has a great week